Hello, Sobertown, and welcome to the Sobertown podcast. Climb aboard the sober train and ride with me into the wonderful world of sobriety. My name is Polly. I am here to give a short podcast with some information about an up and coming podcast that I'm going to do. You will get two for one. Happy hour. <laughs> it will be myself and Karina. As you know, I did a podcast with Karina, a follow-up podcast to the one she did with Drifter, where we discussed how talking about herself and making herself vulnerable affected her. It was a very open and honest podcast. It was wonderful. I thoroughly enjoyed it. During that podcast, we talked about a book by Glennon Doyle called Untamed. Karina and I have several groups of ladies. We are called a sisterhood. We have a group of ladies called the Fanny Pack. We have a group of ladies who are the fun ladies. We have another group called Sisterhood. There are sisters too. Our aim is to form small groups of women who can help each other, support each other, and just be there for each other. Because we all know the opposite to addiction is connection. And we stay connected. We laugh, we joke. Some of the gifts and memes are pretty raw. <laughs> but it brings someone into the world of laughter. And as we all know, laughter is the best medicine we can ever have. But as a result, Karina, the one evening was thought that some of these passages she would read to the sisterhood because we can do voice messages because we've realized that when you are on your own with your emotions, just having another voice or just knowing that there's someone there listening can make a hell of a difference. And immediate response is a voice. It's easier to speak than it is to type a lot of the time. You can't convey as much emotion in a typed word as you can in a spoken word. And we love all of the ladies so, so much. They are so supportive of each other. I stepped out for a couple of days because I hadn't read the book Untamed by Glennon Doyle. And it was pretty bad to think that I could go and do a podcast and not know what I was talking about. But, so I needed to read this book. I immediately called my good friend Amazon. Oh, Amazon is wonderful. My best friend. And Amazon delivered me the book. And I started to read. Some of the book I found okay, but some parts of the book resonated. Um, I associated those with some of my sober journey. Um, I came into the sober community of I Am Sober app, which is the app I have used this time. This is my third time of getting sober. I came into the I Am Sober app on June the 3rd, 2020. 
And the I Am Sober app has been my foundation. That is where I built my sobriety. I've made my connections. I've come to a point where I have some beautiful friendships, sober friendships, but gorgeous friendships and friendships that mean a lot to me. Um, and as I say, this is where I built my foundation. I was reading this book and I put it down on Friday, yesterday, sorry, Thursday, because I got very emotional. Yesterday, my baby turned 40. And it came home to me uh, that I haven't had my arms around any of my children for over a year. It's almost two with my two oldest boys. We speak on Zoom, FaceTime, whatever app any of them are using at any given time. I've got like five apps on my phone because they change constantly. <laughs> but it came home to me that I hadn't held my children. And although they're not babies, they're between the ages of 50 and 40. They're not babies, but they're still my babies. They're, the, they're of my heart. Um, and I was very, very emotional yesterday. I was on my walk at my lake. As many of you know, I use the lake for my walks. It's, it's my spiritual place. And I could feel the emotion inside and I could not get it out at all. And I struggled with it. Then late in the afternoon, the doorbell rang. And there was a parcel. As many of you know from my post a few days, well, a little while ago, I am making, I bought myself a Buddha. I love him. He's gorgeous. And I'm building myself a Buddha garden. Well, this week I hauled rocks and sand and dirt. <laughs> and I made my Buddha garden. It's still a work in progress. Nothing matches. That's me. Nothing matches. Um, I'm not very color coordinated at all. And I sat out there a couple of nights ago and really enjoyed it. But then yesterday, when I was very emotional, this parcel arrived. And I opened the box, and inside was a baby Buddha. And he had, he was solar, and he had a candle in his hand. And I read the message, three of my sober sisters, bless their hearts, I love them to bits, had sent me this baby Buddha. And the message was that I'm their light. And I can still feel myself filling up now. To mean that to someone is huge. It, it reinforces and it makes me valued it makes me realize i have a purpose and everybody needs a purpose when we come out of our dependency we need to find ourselves we need to find our direction we need to know that we're valued we have a purpose this is my purpose giving back helping 
I'm not professional. I'm just me. I'm an ordinary person. I have no special training in anything. I just like to think I've got a bit of common sense, which when you think about it, that's most of life is just common sense. But what I don't know, someone else might. And I am willing to bow to someone who might know something that I don't. I used to work in communications. And when someone asked you about something, if you didn't know it, you didn't turn around and say you didn't know it. You would say, oh, I can't give you an answer on that at the moment. But if you give me a little while, I will go and find out and I'll come back with an answer. And you'd go away, find the answer, come back, give them their answer. And they were truly appreciative. I didn't just turn around and say, well, sorry, I don't know. I would never say it. I will, if someone says, how do I do this? I'll do a bit of research, find out. But I'm rambling and it's what Polly does. She rambles, she ruminates. But get to get back to this little Buddha, I sat with this little Buddha reading this message and the floodgates opened. I let all these emotions out. I wasn't in pain. I wouldn't say I was sad. These were emotional tears, but they were tears because I missed my children. And I knew, it, I know common sense tells me I will have them in my arms again before long. I know that I'm the eternal optimist. But at that specific moment, I missed my children and I had this little Buddha and this wonderful message from these beautiful ladies, sisters of my heart. And they helped me let the emotion out. And then I sat there last night after getting the solar power going on him and his little candle lit up. And I just sat there and I so loved sitting with that Buddha, There's three Buddhas now. and. It was gorgeous. And then while I sat there, I picked up the book. And I started reading and a passage here jumped out at me. Bearing in mind the time of year we're in, it's spring. This is Easter, the time of rebirth. And while I am not hugely religious, I am spiritual. I do believe that there is a creator, the big man upstairs. Um, I walk, nature is my church, because he didn't build a church with four walls. So to me, my church is outside. That's where I find my peace is out in nature. And once again, I'm rambling. Get back on track, Paula. Excuse me while I take a sip from my beautiful mug of tea. <coughs> Pardon me. This passage I'm about to read you that resonated with me. Every great spiritual teacher tells us the same story about humanity and pain. Don't avoid it. You need it to evolve, to become. You are here to become. Like Buddha who had to leave his life to comfort. Like Buddha who had to leave his life of comfort to experience all kinds of human suffering before finding enlightenment, like Moses, who wandered 40 years in the desert before seeing the promised land, like Westley from the Princess Bride, who said, life is pain, highness. Anyone who tells you differently is selling you something. Like Jesus, who walked straight into his own crucifixion, 
walked straight towards his own crucifixion. First the pain, then the waiting, then the rising. All of our suffering comes when we try to get to our resurrection without allowing ourselves to be crucified first. There is no glory except straight through your story. Pain is not tragic. Pain is magic. Suffering is tragic. Suffering is what happens when we avoid pain and consequently miss our becoming. Suffering, it's what we do when we drink. We avoid the pain. We mask it. And consequently, we don't face it. When you come out of dependency, you have to face your pain. Life is pain. You have to face life. Every 24 hours is a new day, you know, and you have to get up and you have to get on with it. And you can't run away from it. Life will happen whether you want it to or not. And this reminded me so much of coming into the I Am Sober app back in June of last year. And I walked towards my crucifixion, my final day zero. Because you can have many day zeros, but the best day zero is the final day zero. And I waited. And I feel like I'm having my rising because I am moving into a different life another life within my lifetime. I'm probably in the last part of my life in my lifetime. And I intend to go out without a hangover. I intend to go out with a smile and hopefully leaving my family proud of me. But this is the book that Karina and I will be discussing on Sunday. But when I was reading this part about the rising, I remembered it this morning when I went into the app, the I Am Sober app, as I do every morning and make my pledge, which is what I have done for the last 303 days. I have pledged to stay sober and 303 days I have been sober. But I went into the app this morning and one of the first stories I read was from a young lady who has reset several times, who has fought her ass off for her sobriety. And what she put today just, oh my God, it was amazing. As I say, this young lady has had several day zeros, has been so devastated and with herself and we gathered her into the sisterhood. The ladies wrapped their arms around her and encouraged her. She is now just over a month sober, but her personality is absolutely beautiful. She has blossomed. She has grown. She is delightful. And she is starting to pay it forward, pay it back, pay it forward, whichever way you want to put it. She is fun. She is funny. She is a joy to listen to. She, she just makes your heart smile. She really does. 
but her post today was absolutely stunning. Her name is Tea Lover on the app, and she posted at day one today. So she is posting and letting people know what it's like to move forward. And her post today, if you will bear with me, I will read it to you. Maybe some of you have already read it. She writes, this is one month in your future. So I've been pondering this for a while. Sorry, there's swearing. The fuck it button. I suffer with a serious case of FIB, the fuck it button. When I was drinking, I didn't know it was the problem. It became, it went something like this. It's Friday, yay, fuck it, drink. It's sunny, yay, fuck it, drink. Got people over for dinner, yay, drink. Going out for dinner, yay, drink. I'm feeling a bit drunk, yay, fuck it, drink more. I am really drunk, fuck it, drink. Husband is coming home, he might know I've drunk, fuck it, drink. I shouldn't drink, fuck it, drink. I've got loads to do, fuck it, drink. I'm feeling overwhelmed, I've got too much to do, fuck it, drink. X person has really pissed me off, upset me, fuck it, drink. I want a drink, it's Sunday, work tomorrow, fuck it, drink. Fuck. Need a drink. It's Monday. Work tomorrow. Fuck it. Drink. God, I feel like shit. Fuck it. Drink. I'm still drunk. Saturday morning. Fuck it. Drink. I don't like myself for doing this. Fuck it. Drink. Why can't I not stop drinking? Fuck it. Drink. I don't want to work today. I'm still drunk. Fuck it. Drink. I'm a lying, worthless piece of shit. Fuck it. Drink. I think I'm drinking so much, this actually is going to kill me. Fuck it, drink. I'm a fucking alcoholic. Fuck it, drink. The FIB, fuck it button, was my own personal self-destruct button. Once pressed, there was no going back. It was drinking, blackouts, bottles of spirits. The FIB was my coping mechanism for my drinking problem. Rather than cope, I kept pressing the fuck it button. The more I pressed it, the harder it was to cope with myself between the FIB episodes to point where I lived in fuck it mode. The more I pressed it, the harder it was to cope with myself between the FIB episodes to a point where I lived in fuck it mode. We have all lived in fuck it mode. She goes on to write. Like my Dementor and my cage drinking beast, that button will never go away. It's part of me. I just need to learn that pressing it is like dropping a nuclear bomb on the person I want to be and the things I want to achieve. No FIB today, thanks. Have a great Friday, folks. Keep going. She is keeping going, folks. She is working her ass off at her sobriety. And like I say, it's a joy. We love it. One of the responses was a boom. Red hot off the press. Say no to the fuck it button. And a kick-ass post. And it was a kick-ass post. I read it and I thought, yes. And I would think a lot of people could read that and totally agree with the sentiment that we've all had the fuck it moment. Fuck it. I can't do this. It's too hard. Yes, you can do it. If it was easy, 
then we wouldn't be in this place. And if life was easy, it'd be boring, to be truthful. But anyway, that post was so awesome today to read after reading that piece in the Glennon Doyle book. I now need to concentrate more on the Glennon Doyle book before Sunday, otherwise I will look like a right twit when I don't know what we're talking about. And another book I have on the go at the moment from someone, it was recommended to me by um, a fellow sober sister. When things fall apart, the lady is a Buddhist nun, a fully ordained Buddhist nun. Her name is Pima Chodron. She has some beautiful meditation videos on YouTube. If anybody wants to go and check them out. Pima, P-E-M-A-C-H-O-D-R-O-N. There is a web page, website. If you type her name in, it will bring up all her information. And as I say, she has some YouTube, some really deep, really, really good meditation um, videos on YouTube. But I digress. Um, like I say, I'm hoping that you will tune in on Sunday or catch the podcast whenever you can. Karina and I will sit. We will discuss the book, probably discuss other things because that's the way it goes. We go off uh, at a tangent. We are ladies after all. You don't expect us to stay on course all the time. You know, we can discuss 100 things at 100 miles an hour anytime at all. So anyway, I wish you a very happy Easter. Tea lover, congratulations. I can see that you are coming to your rising. You have uh, had your final day zero. And to anybody else, day zero is the start. Don't be ashamed of day zero. Day zero means that you are in the arena. You are fighting. You are going to do it. You are going to come to your rising and you will win. So I will wish you all a very good evening because it's evening here. And I will take my mug of tea and sit and ride a bit further on this train. And I wish you all a very happy Easter. And I hope the next podcast, Karina, it's Polly and Karina. Two for the price of one happy hour. So we will meet again, no doubt. Thank you very much for listening to Polly's ruminations and mind wanderings. Happy Easter, everybody. Goodbye. <laughs>